convinced that there is no one within the business environment best place than HR to lead and steer strategy roadmaps and transformation programs. Hello and welcome to The Talent Blueprint, your guide to building a talent-first company. Today's episode features an interview with Ignacio Arangues Montero, head of talent and transformation at Aegon. The Talent Blueprint is brought to you by Beamery. Beamery's talent lifecycle management platform makes it possible for companies to deliver more human talent experiences and unlock the skills and potential of their global workforce using industry-leading AI. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's installment of The Talent Blueprint. I'm your host, Alton Seidel, and today we have a fascinating guest joining us, Ignacio Aranguez, the Head of Talent and Transformation at Aegon. Thank you so much for joining us, Ignacio. Um, let's get into it, into our first segment, The Blueprint. It's a blueprint. This doodle is called a blueprint. A blueprint. Just grew up a little blueprint. And it's right here in this here blueprint. Ignatia, tell us about your company. Tell us about yourself. Hi, Sultan. How are you doing? My pleasure to be here with you. So Aegon is, is an integrated, diversified international financial services group. So the company offers investment, protection, and retirement solutions with a strategic focus on three core markets, the US, the UK, and the Netherlands three growth markets, Spain and Portugal, Brazil and China, and a global asset management business. So as a leading global investor and employer, we seek to have a positive impact by addressing critical environmental and societal issues with a focus on climate change and inclusion and diversity. Fascinating remit and must be an interesting time to have such a broad scope of looking at not only talent, but transformation. Tell me about the scope of your role, um, what uh, being a head of talent transformation in a company with such a broad remit means. Yeah, so so my role, I'm leading the, the talent and transformation team in Spain, a member of the global talent team at Aegon globally. So I'm leading a very talented and passionate team of HR practitioners who are focused on having a cutting function to make both our cultural and organizational transformation come true. So as you said, it's a, an amazing time to be in this kind of role. What does your team look like? How do you structure the folks who are organized within HR and specifically also within the remit of uh, talent transformation? The entire HR team in Spain is made up of 12 people. Overall, at Dagon, we are more than 300 HR practitioners. And the team is split into COEs, uh, so centers of expertise, plus the support from uh, HR business partners. So currently, we are transitioning to have people in terms of talent acquisition and employee experience, um, new ways of working and culture, uh, people analytics and HR tech, workplace and workplace strategy, employer branding, compensation and benefits. And so this, I would say that these are the core centers of expertise for us. We really love the team to become a group of advisors to run our business strategy and transformation. So thanks to tech investments and, and this, the evolution of the skills within the HR team, we are transitioning to leave uh, transactional activities behind and being much more focused on providing strategic gu guidelines 
on freight works to our colleagues. It must be an exciting time to be given this consultative remit to all the folks in, in your team. If you had to describe the actual strategy for talent uh, at Aegon and in the, in the Spanish market that you're operating in, what does that look like today? What are your goals? If I had to summarize our goal in just one sentence, I would say that it's becoming the best place to work in the Spanish market. And so that's our mission. Uh, and that's what inspires us as an organization. So we are not, it's true that we are not pursuing an external award. And we want our employees, our current employees engaged and happy to work with us. We think that that's the best way to recognize our work. I love the employee-centric focus there. And is that something that also carries into how you think about the talent acquisition side of the business, how you think about the, the, both the employer brand and the projection? How do, you, how do you incorporate this element of employee centricity into your broader life cycle and also into your approach for effectively managing talent? So we want everyone to live their best life employees, clients, and all our stakeholders and, and shareholders, for sure. So our core behaviors are the following ones. So we tune in, we step up, and we are a force for good. Um, those three behaviors describe how we engage with our stakeholders, how we as a team behave, and the reason to run the business to help the communities we are present in. So recurrent and transparent conversations are at the heart of our culture. And we truly believe in pushing our employees and managers to have this kind of conversations, focusing on talent development, well-being, and business priorities. So our role in HR is creating a unique environment based on self-care uh, between each other and an ambitious business agenda to create new and exciting career opportunities for those who want to stay with us. It's so refreshing to, to hear the language you're using of uh, recurrent and transparent conversations. Uh, one of the things that we, we think a lot, a lot about at Beamery with our customers is how to think about this as, as a default across the whole talent lifecycle, the spirit of having an always-on relationship whether it's with people you haven't hired yet or with current employees and what that means in terms of continuous engagement and continuous consideration for what are somebody's objectives, what are somebody's career opportunities, whether they have started speaking to us for the first time or they've been employed with us for a while or they're an alumni. And it's so great to hear how, how you, you have that centricity in, in talent development. But I think one of the areas we see a lot of businesses grappling with in putting this candidate and employee and talent-centric methodology out there is thinking about what does success look like? This is, for many businesses, new and uncharted territory around how do we measure the efficacy of our programs. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about how you've been thinking about this. Um, how, how do you measure success? Um, what, are, what are some of the metrics that are important to you? Yeah, actually, I would say that from HR, we have been lacking the proper KPIs to, to uh, advise our colleagues in the business. So there are some conventional KPIs that may provide some insights about how your business runs. 
such as attrition, the, the span of layers, time to fill, and, and so on. And being aware of the value of all of these figures, we are much more focused on tracking our engagement scores, how our employees rate us in career opportunities, um, how we score in customer focus, well-being, diversity, or even the satisfaction with our new hybrid way of working that we are piloting here in Spain. And the goal is to expand this way of working to the uh, other countries in the group. And uh, t- tell me a little bit more about the, the benchmarking of what good looks like. How do you think about that? Actually, we are lucky here because we have the opportunity to run both external and internal benchmarks. So we compare our scores against our competitors within the insurance industry and the financial services industry. But we also have a healthy uh, competition with our colleagues in the other markets within Egon's network, um, where we all share best practices and lessons learned to become a best-in-class HR function. So for instance, here in Spain, we are top of the league when speaking about engagement, um, but we are sharing how we are doing this with our colleagues in, in the other markets. We had our best score ever in 2021 and uh, being at the forefront for our colleagues in the other markets. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing to hear. And tell me a little bit about how you think about the coming year ahead and how do you know that you're doing well now? How do you know that you're on track for, for these objectives? Yeah, so as I said before, the, the key KPI for us is engagement. So for us, the best reference is the feedback from our current and former employees. Because at the end of the day, your best ambassadors are those who have been inside your company at some point. So Egon Spain changed amazingly over the last few years. We are not a growing market within the entire Egon network by a coincidence. So we are achieving great financial results thanks to our people, I would say. That's the, just, that's the, the key answer to that question. Our unique culture leads us to sustainable business performance and our great business results reinforce our culture. So it's somehow virtuous circle. I love that. Well, you talking about your people who've been inside your company being your best ambassadors takes us nicely to our next segment, the journey. A real journey. Become the journey. So if we unpack the talent lifecycle into some of the key milestones that you believe are are most important across the entire journey from somebody first speaking to to Egon as a candidate, to becoming an employee, to becoming an ambassador, to becoming maybe even an ambassador as alumni, what are some of the milestones that you believe are most important to, to focus on in that journey? So I would say that one of the things that we have learned from Corona is that every single moment is now pivotal to creating the right environment for employees to thrive. So over my experience, I have seen people resigning from their jobs because of a moment of truth within the entire employee journey suddenly turns into a pain point. And this is central to keeping your talent engaged. Having said that, I would say that the 
HR role and how HR practitioners behave are critical at the beginning and at the end of the journey. So being able to engage candidates, so in our employee value proposition and closing the loop in the right way may transform the employee experience totally. The interim between both moments, so when you are working for the, for a company, HR responsibility is creating the right environment, but at the end of the day, the accountable of that is the supervisor and their relationship with your peers. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. But just to dig into the journey a little bit more, you touch on the progression that employees should be seeking in within their own internal journey. And as you say, the the importance of the accountability in that relationship for, for how it, how you are able to guide your peers and guide your, guide your colleagues. What is the most important and rewarding step that you focus on for employees going through their own progression? Um, how do you think about the, the experience that somebody's able to build up, how to grow their skills, validate their skills, and, and what, are, what are some of the, the most rewarding areas that you've been able to get right in, in that experience? So I think the role of HR is creating the right environment for employees to thrive within, within the company. So from my point of view, the most rewarding step in the journey is when someone is promoted or making a lateral move from one area to another, because it's like a recognition of the well-done job on all sides, the employee, the supervisor, and the company providing new opportunities for talent. It sounds like you guys have made a lot of progress over the years in really thinking about the delight moments and the milestones in this journey and about these elements of different types of progression and promotion. But I imagine there's still uh, gaps and things to work on. Um, what are some of the frictions that you still have and, and what are some of the, the, the milestones in the talent lifecycle that you're, you're still really figuring out and trying to improve? So I always use an analogy to describe the employee journey as we take the employee experience as a dating relationship. When you are dating someone, uh, the start of the journey makes their relationship special. And it's sometimes used to confirm if you can grow together. Um, so you have to show your strengths, you have to show your weaknesses, but you realize that everything is easier and better together. However, uh, as you know, sometimes the relationship breaks up and anyone knows that what will the future hold. So it's a mutual benefit to end your relationship the best you can do. Recently, I saw a report about the future of work which holds that the young people who are, who are joining the business market at the present time will work for around 20 different companies in their career as an average. So we need to integrate this into our business model and consider people who join us for a specific project as a new business routine ahead. However, it's in our side to do our best while you are working with us, but also even if someone is leaving the company, as who knows if someone who leaves us today will match 
our needs tomorrow or can suggest us other talents. So employees and, uh, and former employees are your best ambassadors. And sometimes we are missing our relationship with uh, former employees. So I would say that every single day is important and candidate experience, onboarding, engagement, and offboarding uh, are our focus areas right now. I'll pick up on two things that you mentioned there. Um, one of which is around the report on the future of work you touched on for candidates nowadays having 20 career, different jobs in their careers as an average. I think it's an interesting thing to engage with from the perspective of not only the alumni management that you touch on, how do you consider these people coming back if they leave and how do you off the, offboard them, but also how can you potentially give people the equivalent of different careers without them having to leave your company. We see more and more clients looking at internal opportunities and gigs and ways of helping people reset their own growth and career. Because for so many companies, it's easier to find a job externally than internally. For so many companies, part of the reason that people will leave is because they're looking for a change and it's hard to find that change internally. And I think it's a, it's, it's a really important thing to acknowledge, as you say, that we have to do things differently. We have to acknowledge that people's expectations are changing and at a more rapid pace, give people those opportunities. And I think the second thing is, as you say, really zeroing in on the key milestones in somebody's experience where you can do that, including in offboarding. You know, One of the things we've, we've spent a lot of time looking at is how do you maintain the experience from somebody being an employee to somebody becoming an alumni? Um, and how do you actually look at that in terms of the ongoing relationship? How do you maintain a relationship with your recruiters and your HR people and the alumni? So it's um, really interesting to, to hear that you guys are working on this and something that I think is, is going to be really key to get right for every business in the next couple of years, particularly with you know the waves of change and resignations and everything else we're seeing. So with that, it sounds like you're working on these areas of turning former employees into ambassadors, but you've also already had major initiatives that you've been able to roll out across some of those key candidates and talent and employee milestones. What have been some of the frictions that you've run into when trying to bring about change or that you've seen other talent leaders run into in, in trying to drive forwards for, for these types of changes? So actually, I would say that we are a company who is continuously transforming ourselves. So when speaking about business transformations, this can happen either as a reactive answer from, from companies or proactively to remain relevant in your industry. When the company's breaking through tough moments, everyone understands why you are making the change. Uh, so you won't find resistance from employees or the, the other stakeholders. Um, and when you are making this kind of change, you need to be aware that some people will leave the company because of their sanity, but some others feel much more engaged about the talents ahead. However, the talents is creating the right mindset for employees and managers to make a transformation when everything looks good. So those are the most complex ones, I would say. So this kind of transformation, you need to showcase the benefit of the transformation and break the mindset barriers to make the change come true. And that's our, that's our focus when, you, when we are making this kind of transformation, working hand in hand with our managers. Breaking mindset barriers. I, I love that, uh, that phrase. Well, it sounds like this, um, 
this must be fun. You must be enjoying some of the outcomes that you're bring, able to bring about and the, sort of, the scope of a role that gets to, to look at transformation across the business. Tell me, what are you most excited about that's coming up? What are some of your favorite new or upcoming initiatives? Actually, we have a few things already on the table. And as you can see, I'm passionate about strategy and, and transforming the business. So I'm excited about what new ways of working are bringing to the business and how a chart background is becoming pivotal to business roles. So we are currently be, uh, seeing how some of our HR colleagues are transitioning to, to CEO roles. And we are mainly focused on evolving our culture, the end project branding strategy, and creating an internal global talent marketplace for both short-term and long-term assignments across countries. Sounds fascinating. What are some of the outcome considerations there? It sounds like the considerations of creating an internal global talent marketplace will have some new goals, some new data elements. And talent marketplace is a, is, is a concept that has different meanings to people. I think increasingly, we're looking at how do we know that talent marketplaces are driving a more skill-centric approach to our internal deployment of people. To many people, it means deploying things like gigs and opportunities and marketplaces for that. In looking at some of these new initiatives and the uh, the way that you're thinking about the data underlying the success of those initiatives, how does data change TA? How does data apply to the organizational goals that you have? So I would say that people analytics is here to help. So the main goal of data in HR is boosting HR as a function and boosting also HR practitioners as a professionals. So we have been lacking data for years and now it's time to exploit the data in the right way and to run proper analysis. So we have, we all have ERPs, engagement surveys, uh, talent acquisition tools, and other platforms to collect data about employees, collaborators, stakeholders, their preference, their behaviors. So we have plenty of data. And the golden question here is what you are planning to do with all of this data. So when you are doing your first stages in people analytics, you need to set up your data lake, clean current data, and being able to identify what kind of data you are missing to lay the foundation of your people analytics function. Having beautiful dashboards is the bottom of the pyramid, but we, so, we should go further. So for instance, we are currently exploring how implementing artificial intelligence in our recruiting processes can help us to do predictive analytics. So we are trying to identify candidates' archetypes who follow the same pattern becoming to be in order to become successful future employees within our culture. What you touch on around beautiful dashboards is an interesting one. I recently heard one TA leader say, if you're getting your data management right, you may no longer even need a dashboard because you managed to get something working. And I think it's an interesting debate that one can have around what do we actually need to track versus what do we need to just work? And in both cases, 
one of the challenges we see companies running into is that a lot of the data you need to look at, for example, is a talent marketplace initiative working, isn't there when you're starting the initiative. Because in order to look at something like that, you need to have data on what skills do our employees have, which you may not already know, and you have to kind of collect that um, information. And I think it's an interesting marriage of some of the technologies and tools that are starting to become available that help us infer more data or enrich data or combine the dashboards with experiences that help us collect more information. And it's really great to hear that you guys are already exploring, implementing AI and these other technologies to help with predictive analytics, because this is exactly where I think AI can be best pointed, not at the traditionally thought about matching problems, but actually at the deeper data problems. How can we use AI to help improve our data, improve our quality, improve our predictions? So it's fantastic to hear that this is uh, already already embedded in, in what you guys are doing. And I think, again, very much where we see the world heading. So this takes us nicely to our next section. You're stressed. You're stressed. Now I'm stressed about being stressed. Everything's going to be fine. Ignacio, give me three talent challenges, candidates or employee or alumni that you've had in the past 24 months. So I would say that when Corona came to our lives, everything changed. Even the role of HR changed. I would say forever. So suddenly we moved from our standard way of working to something new for all of us. With that in mind, Instead of just looking how we retain the overflow water, we decided to sail over the sea. So the first challenge was keeping well-being and supporting mental health uh, for our employees. That was, I would say, the the one and only goal for for everyone in, in the company. So in HR, we have been always close to employees. But Corona changed our values as as individuals, becoming these kind of things even more important. So it was a matter of personal care, I would say. Once we made that stable, the net challenge was to merge flexible models in our standard way of working. Flexibility in terms of remote working, flexibility in terms of our employee value proposition, flexibility when recruiting talent from different locations, and even flexibility on how we manage diverse teams located in different parts of the country or even different places in the world. Now we are seeing how providing this flexibility to candidates and employees is mandatory. So we are seeing how our candidates are asking always about our our hybrid model and how flexible is our way of working. And this drives us to the third challenge, which is how to create global teams and this global talent marketplace to help each other within our internal network. So we are seeing how our colleagues in the US or the UK are struggling with the great resignation. And sometimes the answer is just knocking on the door of your peers in other countries. Here in Spain, we are lucky. With, we are at the forefront of European tech. The country benefits from having two strong tech hubs, Barcelona and Madrid. 
uh, as well as newer centers in Valencia and Malaga. And we are at the center of the tech scene and being able to attract talent from all over the world. It's uh, fascinating to hear how you are using your global footprint so effectively and bringing folks in and, as you say, knocking on doors. If you had to give advice to your past self when, when you were first starting in this role or to other TA leaders who might find themselves in a similar type of role or position of having to think about talent transformation across, across the business and putting these types of initiatives in place, what's one piece of advice you'd give? As um, said before, so I th think the great resignation is becoming a huge problem in some markets like uh, our colleagues in the US or, or the UK, but we are seeing how this trend of this wave is coming to, the, to, the, to Western Europe. However, we are seeing also some, some other markets who can benefit from this situation. So in terms of managing talent, it's time to change your mindset uh, as people are leaving companies because of the lack of flexibility. And it's a matter of trust and flexibility to match business and employee interest. For instance, recently I was told that the attrition of one of the boutique strategic consultant firms grew 35% over the last month, becoming the higher attrition rate in their business lives. So it's time to listen to what employees are requiring and combine this with uh, business operations. Love it. This, um, this takes us nicely to our next segment, uh, Matthew. The future of talent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the future. If you came back five years from now, you've uh, you've gone into the future. You've had uh, an opportunity for some of the things that you're you're working over and vision to play out, and perhaps many more things have played out. Tell me, what's changed five years from now? So I would say that too many things have changed already. So we have better technology. We have newer skills in the business, but new skills are also required for HR practitioners. Data, as, as we have spoken before, is already there for us. But if something positive came from Corona, it was how HR responsibility, responsibilities and the acknowledgement have changed forever. So HR practitioners have been claiming for a space in the management boards and now we are seeing how HR is leading the business on a big three team besides the uh, CFO and the CEO. I couldn't agree more. I think this has given the whole industry a huge opportunity to take it from being a seat at the table, so to speak, for HR to actually being in the leading position to drive how the business runs. We've had for so many years, so many organizations paying lip service to terms like we put talent first and we're a talent first organization but now this is starting to mean something and hr and ta leaders are being asked to to actually drive the change and to bring it about rather than to to be a footnote um so couldn't couldn't agree more it's a huge opportunity um so yes. tell me is there, is there anything else that you think we we should be thinking about in the, in the future of talent anything else we we need to be talking about or focusing on so i would say that we have to focus on business strategy. I'm convinced that there is no one within the business environment best place than HR to lead 
and steer strategic roadmaps, transformation programs. So we need to be pathfinders about industry trends and figure out what the future of work looks like. We have, as we agree, exciting times ahead for all of us in HR. So we have, we have seen new career paths for HR as CEOs. We have, we have seen Lina Nair moving from her role as chief HR officer at Unilever to CEO at Sanel. Aline Danji transitioning to Adidas president in Canada from a senior vice president in HR. And the new CEO of Tesco in Ireland came also from HR. So they are just breaking the ice and that should be the North Star for all of us in HR. I love that, Ignatia. I think putting talent transformation at the heart of your business by actually elevating people with HR experience is so important and so great to see. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Really appreciate you joining us today. And uh, thanks so much for, for sharing your perspectives and experience. Great. My pleasure to be here. Thanks, Sultan. The Talent Blueprint is brought to you by Beamery. Beamery's talent lifecycle management platform makes it possible for enterprises to drive more human talent experiences and unlock the skills and potential of their global workforce with industry-leading AI. Beamery optimizes every step of the talent lifecycle, from sourcing and identifying talent with the right skills and potential, to building and marketing your employment brand, creating an internal talent marketplace, and mobilizing your employees through getting the reporting and talent insights that you need to make better decisions about your workforce. Are you ready to unlock your talent? Learn more at Beamery.com.